0: PFTOT
1: Thursday edition, things that we weren't able to get to during the two hours that we had to talk about football. That's how much football there is to still talk about, even in the month of June, that we have to have an extra show to cover the things we couldn't cover in the main show. Let's begin in Green Bay where Aaron Rodgers says he wants to get the ball even more to Devontae Adams in 2019. Chris Sims, Devontae Adams was number two in the league in targets last year. How many more balls can you throw to Devontae Adams if you're Aaron Rodgers?
2: Yeah, no, that's a good question. And, you know, again, I I don't know uh, if I necessarily agree to that, but it's hard to argue with somebody like Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you know, I think at the end of the day, he's just looking at it and go, Devontae Adams is a hell of a good player, and he's got, you know, a great connection with the guy they seem to be on the same page back shoulder throws you know uh, some of the scrambles Rogers makes with Devontae Adams so he feels very comfortable you know and and again sometimes it's good to have that go-to guy which they do because then it forces the defensive hand to make an adjustment to stop that guy and it helps everybody else out but the big thing I got a question about with the Packers this year if there is like one glaring question to me is who is going to be that other guy in in the pass offense other than Devontae Adams at the wide receiver position that's going to kind of take over that number two role. You know, is it Valdez Scanling? You know, is it, you know, Economist St. Brown? I mean, there's some other guys there. There's there's some potential there in that receiver group from Green Bay, but no proven commodity to this point. What's St. Brown's first name? Equanimus, I- Equanimus. <laughs> <laughs> Keep trying. Eventually,
1: you know, if you do it five different ways, chances are one of them is right. I think it's equinimious, but equanimous, I'm not sure. I
2: think you're right. You're right. That sounds way better than anything. Equinimious. You're exactly right. Flows out of the dung way better. Good job. Thank you for correcting I remember me. the first time I ever saw his name
1: on his screen when he was at Notre Dame. I thought... Uh, <laughs> I, it was like Roethlisberger. I remember when Ben Roethlisberger came to the NFL. It's like, I don't want to have to figure out how to spell this. <laughs> and yeah. I still don't know quite how to spell Roethlisberger 15 years later. Go ahead. Spell it right now. R-O-E-T-H-L-I-S-B-E-R-G-E-R. Roethlisberger.
2: Yep, yeah, I know. The, one, the Once you get this R-O-E-T, I think once you get through that part and realize that, you're good. But good job by it's, you. It's harder
1: to type. See, that's what I'm concerned about. Like, if I had to type a story right now with Equinemea St. Brown, I'd have to look up how to spell it because you want. Look, I'm a I'm a stickler for getting people's names right, yes, and I learned I a lot are. of that from you know, when when Al Michaels was in Hawaii as a young sportscaster and he was calling high school basketball games and there were a lot of the Samoan names and and you have to get them right. The people want their names right and they get pissed if you get their names wrong. So he's and it's it's, you know, you it's the least you can do is get someone's name right, right. And they're 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 likely to be a little bit miffed if you you finally say their name and you say their name. Incorrectly. All right, I but I, I agree with you. If it's not Adams, who's it going to be? Who right. do they throw the ball to? And they have to develop some of these other receivers. And uh, we've seen Randall Cobb leave. We've seen Jordy Nelson leave. And it's funny because earlier this week, when Aaron Rodgers said that he heard Jordy Nelson was signing a one-day contract, he got excited. He thought it was signing a contract to come back and join the team. <laughs> so he he's still and I he's joking, but he still misses Jordy Nelson. And when you just have one guy, that's the guy you want to feed the ball to because that's the one guy you trust. These other guys need to earn. Earn his trust Gerard Mayo former Patriots linebacker earning the trust of Bill Belichick Bill Belichick is going to serve as the defensive coordinator this year in New England after the abrupt departure of Greg Schiano. that happened after Brian Flores the de facto defensive coordinator left to become the head coach of the Miami Dolphins Mayo's getting to call some plays during mandatory minicamp during offseason workouts this is his first year as a coach but it looks like Bill Belichick has a lot of faith in Mayo.
2: Yeah, well, at some point Belichick's got to develop somebody to take over that role. I mean, again, I would I would encourage anybody, go out there and go on, you know, patriots.com and pull up the coaches as far as what New England has in the coaching department right now. It's, I mean, there's nobody on their website as far as coaches. They got no defensive coordinator on there. I mean, it's almost funny how few people work and take part in the New England organization in general, but Mayo, I, I, I would believe that Bill Belichick would look at Gerard Mayo as one of those guys that you know he would put in the class of some of the you know, elite players as far as understanding his scheme while he's been in New England. Mayo was like a quarterback on the defensive side of the ball. He was truly an extension of uh, the the Patriots coaching staff that way. So this makes a lot of sense. I could certainly see him being a big time defensive coordinator at some point in his career. And this is a good time of the year for for uh, a guy like Bill Belichick to let somebody Gerard, like Gerard Mayo get get some experience calling some plays and tinker with it a little bit.
1: Oh, he could develop into the Defensive coordinator that sticks around in New England for a while That's too. Right. I mean, what an, for a guy who's been out of the game for several years to find his way back into coaching and to win that trust? I think it helps if Belichick already trusts you. Yes. Right. Right. And if you show up and you're willing to work, and he recognizes there's something there, and this is a smart player from when he was. On my roster, right. it, it makes sense that Gerard Mayo would would be in a position where he can start doing things that you wouldn't expect him to do so early in his coaching career. Juju Smith-Schuster is still early in his playing career; it's year number three. But with Antonio Brown gone, he's the guy, the defending MVP of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he's made it a point to show up on time, show up for offseason workouts, and be the role model that the other receivers on the roster need him to be. And uh, LOOK, I, I'M IMPRESSED WITH THAT. I, I, HE'S EMBRACING THE ROLE. NOW, ONCE HE GETS HIS SECOND CONTRACT, WILL HE BE DIFFERENT? I DON'T KNOW. But he's doing everything that the Steelers need him to do. He's checking all the boxes. He's creating the right impression, the right appearance, and he's trying to help these other guys step up and replace Antonio
2: Brown's presence in production. I, I think this is who the guy is. You know, he's shown us nothing other than just being a great human being to this point. And hey, you know, listen, I understand he hasn't gotten that second contract like you're saying, and I know we, we all know money can change guys and how they act. It's, it's very uh, it's a very real thing in the NFL, but he has been a guy that's gone from From, okay, good receiver at USC to kind of a household name everywhere because he did become one of the go-to targets for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Some of the things he does on social media, media, his video gaming, all that stuff, I mean, he's got a great way about him. A million-dollar smile seems like a good role model. And the biggest thing that proves it to me is the way he handled – some of the bull crap that Antonio Brown threw his way this year. Man, he handled it like he was the Hall of Fame receiver who had been around football for the last 10 years and really said and did all the right things and has done that throughout his career to this point. So uh, I'm, I'm pumped for Juju Smith-Schuster. He truly is one of my favorite players in the NFL, not only because of his play, but the way he acts. Well, and one of the things we talked
1: about a couple of weeks ago after Ben Roethlisberger did that interview in Pittsburgh, KDKA, regarding the notion that Antonio Brown has always doubled or tripled, and maybe on that play in Denver when the interception was made by the defensive lineman, when, when yeah. Roethlisberger decided to try to sneak it through to Antonio Brown, he should have just thrown it to Juju because he's single-covered. What's going to happen now? Is Juju Smith-Schuster double-covered, triple-covered? Is he going to be able to still get open and catch passes, or is he going to be watching the balls go to other receivers? That's going to be an interesting dynamic. He's got to prove he can beat double teams.
2: Yes, he does. And, and they're going to have to prove that they can find creative ways to take the pressure of the double teams off of Juju Smith-Schuster, just like they did with Antonio Brown or the Patriots have done with Gronkowski uh, or the other great creative offenses. So, I still think they're going to find their ways to get him the ball that's for sure but you you kind of hit the nail on the head Mike you know you can find all the ways you want you got to have somebody else that the defense is somewhat worried about again and yeah who is going to be that guy on the Steelers roster that kind of takes the pressure off the offense and off a juju on a play-by-play basis that you know Roethlisberger can can depend on and go to.
1: You know, yesterday we spent some time talking about Le'Veon Bell's comments about his new quarterback, Sam Darnold, and me being the—I'm not really jerk, but I'm always—I'm always looking for hidden meanings, and I immediately thought that it was kind of a shot at Ben Roethlisberger by praising the new guy when you've only had one other quarterback for your whole career, and you excessively and and just over-the-top praise. The new guy, it's, it's a little bit of a slap at the old guy, and I say that because Odo Beckham Jr. yesterday talking about his new quarterback, Baker Mayfield, I couldn't help but think of comparisons to his old quarterback, Eli Manning. Consider what Beckham said. I'm going to have to get adjusted to the speed of his throws. He has an arm. He's throwing that ball hard. Just catching him from the first day, it was like, wow, this is completely different. It just takes time. Like I said, we play in September, so it's a good thing. Wow, This is completely different. Hard not to think that he's comparing that throwing strength that Baker Mayfield has to the throwing strength that maybe Eli Manning doesn't
2: have, Chris. Uh, Yes. Uh, Almost. Yeah, I almost feel like guys like Le'Veon Bell and Aldo Beckham Jr. need to really – clarify those comments almost to a degree you know because yes uh, people like us and the sports media are of course going to be all over that you know you almost got to say like hey it's no disrespect to Eli Manning but yeah his arm's not that this at that you know as strong as Baker Mayfield's as this career or you know yeah his arm is not as good but hey we know Eli Manning can make all the throws and certainly a big-time quarterback you almost have to say something like that so people like us don't dissect it because it's hard to compliment the, the current guy you have around you without people, like you said, kind of looking at it the other way. And, and that's human nature. I do it too, Mike. As soon as I saw these statements, I went... Well, yeah, of course. I mean, he's been catching the ball from Eli Manning. and (laughs) I mean, you know, that's the first thing I thought of. And Baker Mayfield is one of those arms. There's a reason that we compare him to a Brett Favre and that gun, because, man, he can sling that ball and spin it and throw rifles all over the field. And I bet you the first time Odell caught a slant where he was running fast and saw the pace of that ball coming at him, he was probably like, whoa, yeah, that is a little different. And uh, it will take a little getting used to.
1: Yeah, and uh, look, all the more reason for him to have been there during all of the offseason program. But it it won't matter when training camp rolls around. He will be there, and he will get up to speed with Baker Mayfield. It's got the potential to be a special connection. Kyler Murray to Larry Fitzgerald may not be a very lengthy connection because Larry Fitzgerald has been on that one year at a time plan for several years now at 35 years of age. But Cliff Kingsbury, the Cardinals coach, hopes that – Fitzgerald's role in this new offense, kind of a security blanket for Kyler Murray, that this will invigorate Fitzgerald and cause him to stick around for a few more years. And and who knows? I mean, as we see Larry Fitzgerald get higher and higher, up the list of all-time um, pass catchers and yardage generators, I, would
2: it shock you if he plays for two or three more years? No, it wouldn't, because I think he's capable. You know, that's one of the things I would say to Larry Fitzgerald, like, why retire right now? You know, I mean, I, I understand his body might be beat up, and I'm not trying to preach or tell Larry Fitzgerald what to do. But what the hell else are you going to do with your life, for your life? You can only play football for so long. Like, just do it as long as you can. That's what I love about Tom Brady. He's like, well, what am I going to go do? Like, you know, sitting on the beach and you know, uh, you know, you know, do that kind of life my whole life? No, this is this is uh, a short career in the big picture of things, and he's still playing at a pretty high level. And I think I know what Cliff Kingsbury saying here, Mike. He's just going, hey, we're going to have a quarterback, wide receiver friendly offense. We're going to get a lot, get the receivers a lot of easy catches. You know, I don't think they'll wear out Larry Fitzgerald by making him play 60, 70 snaps a game. And if they can lessen the wear and tear on his body and still keep him happy with catches and feeling like he's involved in the offense, they might be able to convince him to hang around for a few more years. And here's what's amazing about the situation, and
1: this is a testament to what Jerry Rice accomplished during his career. Larry Fitzgerald quietly became number two all-time on the NFL receiving yardage list. That makes him first ballot Hall of Famer without question. Yes. 16,279. Sorry, Max Kellerman. Larry Fitzgerald's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's still 6,616 yards behind Rice. He, he'd have to play six more very good years to have a shot at catching Rice, he'd have to play into his early 40s. Now, Rice did play into his early 40s, I believe, or close to it. Yeah. But that just shows you what Rice did in his career. It's amazing. And I can't imagine, amazing. even in this day and age, with all the throwing and all the yardage, I can't imagine anyone ever putting up those kind of numbers that many years to catch Jerry
2: Rice. No, I mean, it's, it's an unbelievable feat. Rice's ability to stay in tip-top shape, be a professional, be a perfectionist, and then, hey – I mean, he got, I'm going to say, a little lucky in being a part of some really great football teams and great offenses, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not trying to put a, a negative connotation on Jerry Rice's career. All great players have to be a little bit fortunate to have the supporting cast and things around them to make them great that way. But, uh, man, Jerry Rice, oh, man, he, he pissed me off on a lot of Sundays growing up, Mike. He really did. Uh, he, he's, he was a handful. He was amazing. I never saw anything like him.
1: Jerry Rice has 22,895 career receiving yards. You would have to have 15 years averaging 1,526 yards, averaging 1,526. That's insane. For 15 years to catch Jerry Rice. So, an amazing accomplishment. Larry Fitzgerald's not going to catch him, but Larry Fitzgerald could put more distance between himself and Terrell Owens at number three, Moss at number four, Isaac Bruce at number five if he plays a couple more years, especially in an offense that is going to be very pass Friendly. All right, Chris, you've completed your work week. You are now released. I know you have to do Chris Sims unbuttoned later today, but you get your Friday off for the first time in a while. I'll be working tomorrow. Big Cat makes his return. He's been gone for a couple of weeks. About time he so got to work. Well, we'll, see, we'll see what Big Cat's been up to. I'm sure we'll get his takes on all sorts of things that have happened this week, plus whatever news unfolds throughout the course of the day on Thursday. Everybody have a great day. We'll be back again tomorrow with another edition of PFT Live. Chris, enjoy your weekend. See I you will. Monday.
2: You See you Monday.